0: A Playlist Original. Welcome to the Yoga Book Sisters podcast,
1: where you learn and unlearn what you know about yoga. That's Sheena Bakshaw And that's Zakia Bika. In this podcast, we're going to be helping you get through any of life's challenges with yogic philosophy and answering any of your burning questions about yoga.
0: Let's get ready to dive deep into the episode. Hi, Shane. Hi, Zaki. How are you? I'm good. <laughs> I'm with you. I have a tea. and Loki's
1: with us. And we just had the longest catch up, mm-hmm. which was great. Which is really pretty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. My cat is on my lap, but not the laptop. No, 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 no. No, <laughs> no sorry. I have to talk to her in pet voice or she doesn't know I'm talking to her because those are the rules. But today we are talking about weird yoga fads. Mm. Ones that might seem like fads, but to us, we're like, actually, I've dabbled in it or I've wanted to. And then the ones that have us shaking our heads and then the ones where it's like, but actually, if you do it like that, it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I think it's just a moment for us to realize that we're coming
0: to the end of this podcast. Season, season <laughs> one. <laughs> to be very in particular, and it's been such a journey for us starting like lay in towards the end of last year i
1: want to say yeah when we got into prep and now i mean season one is almost over thinking of topics for season two if you want to put a word in there to reach out so i feel like it's almost like we're coming full circle which
0: is really really good and i think that this is going to be interesting and fun topic and i think it's also based on perspectives and experiences. So maybe you'll agree with us. Maybe you'll disagree. So we're open to debate. We're open to hear your side. You might hear us debating with each other. Yeah. So I think this is going to be a bit of a fun one. And for me, <laughs> I came across... Well, before we get into that. Actually, no. What was your highlight of the week? I, I was jumping into
1: things. <laughs> um, oh, Ah. Uh, Pressure. i don't do you have one i think i had a really
0: fun weekend <laughs> yeah those that no, but it was just a weekend i don't think i've had like in just eating out having fun yeah in a really long time so i think yeah that was one i my head is still fuzzy because i just wrote criminal procedure how did but... that go Okay, but after chatting to Sheens, I'm just like, oh, that's going to be a long time ago. And I think that's where you have to have friends because they bring you back into the present
1: Yeah. and release all the shit. I think my highlight of the week, oh man, probably also from last weekend because today's a Friday. So mm-hmm. Friday to Friday, Um, it was a friend's birthday and we just had a nice brunch for her. And it was so nice to meet some of her other friends. But also instead of just like the, hey, how are you? To her boyfriend, like actually got to talk to him. And he was just like really nice. And they were very funny with their banter. Like I love a couple that can rip each other off without it going from like, ha 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 to like awkward. Mm. And like they hit it on the head. They were so funny. And um, it was just a really nice catch up. And her, her outfit was amazing. Oh. Like, I know it probably isn't very yogic to say, but like. When someone pulls together a good outfit, I'm just, like, here for it so much. Yes.
0: And I'm just, like, as Sheens is saying that, I'm, like, I can't wait till, like, Sheens and I possibly in a relationship at the same time <laughs> because, like, it will just be so nice to see what our band is like. I
1: literally we- said to a yoga student <laughs> yesterday. Okay, so here's the story. So, um, her husband thought he could do a 5am, is it called paddle? Mm. Paddleboard, yeah. yeah, um, end at six, and then get from Kailami to this more and central area by six thirty to start our yoga class. And he was really looking forward to stretching after paddle because, like, I I cannot play tennis or squash. Apparently, it's a mix of like two, mm-hmm. and it's like like a great workout, but you need to stretch afterwards, obviously, um and like when she greeted me at the door she was like he's not going to be joining us he thinks he'll get here on time but like I knew he wouldn't and and I was like oh lol so we just um did our class together and then um towards the end I was like maybe he'll be here for shavasana lol like the last like you know eight to ten minutes of class and she said something about like oh, men are so annoying and then she said all in her mother's her her mother always said that all of her problems started with marriage and I was like lol that's why I'm happily single but I already have my own problems yeah um so it's very funny that I said to someone literally yesterday like no I'm very happily single and you're like maybe we'll be in a relationship at the same time and I'm like that would be cute but I
0: really don't know and I, I think Sheen's and I have been dating ourselves like Sheena's been dating herself I've been dating myself and for like such a long time and I feel like but we also go on so many dates. Yeah, but I also feel so, like,
1: comfortable and at ease right now. I kind yeah. of don't want to change that. <laughs> I think February was the first month in, like, living memory that I haven't been on a date. Mm. Because before that, like, I would, uh, you know, I mostly use dating apps. I've not met someone in person in a long while where it's, you know, developed into something more, even, like, past talking stage. Um, But I just, like... Yeah, February, like, I didn't even find someone on the app where I was like, yeah, I'll talk to you for more than 24 hours. Mm-hmm. I just have not. So... We've been self-dating ourselves. Yeah. Yeah, and we love it. But back, back to the episode, episode. Thanks for that long t- Um, They, I mean, okay. Yeah. Well, we so did- this idea was actually Zaki. Yeah.
0: And it's so funny because it came up like a couple, I want to say like maybe two months ago. I came across um, this account that was promoting face yoga. I seen a lot of teachers, local teachers, practicing face yoga while actually being a yoga teacher. And I actually found that really troublesome. And I shared it with Sheens and we were like, at some point, maybe it's an episode, right? So this is that
1: episode. So with Miss Who's Just Done Criminal Law, present (laughs) your case against face yoga let's go so
0: like just to tell you that this is gonna be an episode talking about yoga fads any of the crazy things that you might have seen that has prompt words or marketing catchphrases to get you into join yoga so it's not just a yoga class it's yoga with something that seems interesting for you to dive into such as the term as face yoga which is for me, it's just like giving yourself a face massage. Why the f does the word yoga need to be put next to it? I find it very problematic. But we're gonna dive into topics like face yoga, nude yoga, beer yoga, goat yoga, aerial yoga, paddle uh, yoga. Yeah, the
1: is it paddle or, or paddle boards? Board, sub-board, subboard, Paddle board. I don't know. You know what we mean. Board I hope you know what we mean. Do we know what we mean? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Um. <laughs> And uh, there was another one. I'm, I'm trying to remember it. But there have been so many, um, like also cannabis yoga, I think mm-hmm. you said. Yeah. So there are just so many types going around. Um, but yeah. And then Zaki's got a surprise for me at the end, which uh, <laughs> so you'll get my actual response. But okay. So you. Let's start off with an easy one. Well, right? let's start with the face yoga. Okay. We've already introduced okay. it. So you saw it because it's obviously marketed towards you on social media because they're looking for people who are into yoga and beauty things. So
0: the first time I seen it was on a particular skincare brand's page and I was like, oh my God, maybe I should learn about how to apply my serums or my oils in a different way. So I clicked on it thinking that these are facial techniques Um to assist me in yeah. putting on my skincare better and then through further deep diving I found that there's an actual school of face yoga where you can learn to be a practitioner and soon after that I think my mind's eye became so aware of that I started seeing local teachers who are yoga teachers doing this as they offering and that's when I found it very problematic because I always say are you a yoga teacher or are you a like an, asana, an teacher. asana teacher yeah i feel like if you're an asana teacher it's something totally different to a yoga teacher and i don't think you can be calling yourself a yoga teacher if you're practicing face yoga and i'm just gonna That's that, my have, opinion. Have, have you ever tried it no because i think it's literally just a face massage a technique it's just marketed using the word yoga so people can see it as a way of exercising your face in exclamation marks because the, the layman see yoga as a form of exercise so let's sell this as an exercise because we've all come through those videos on tiktok or on reels where it's like um if you do this with your knuckles and massage your face it reduces um puffiness or lymphatic drainage which is the same thing i say go for yoga class maybe you'll Get more flex. So for
1: you, it's the intention behind it. Exactly. Okay. No, I wanted to understand that perspective because like, would you say if somebody is telling you to practice face yoga and the messaging behind it is find an intention, connect to yourself, follow your breath. And they're also talking about why it's good for your health more than anti-aging. Would that shift you out of thinking face yoga is bad or would you still be like, Nah. No, I just, I think it needs to be termed and coined something different. I
0: don't think the word yoga needs to be there. Again, it's just capitalism. It's whitewashing the practice it goes against. And I- Do you know that one of the
1: founders of that is an American Asian woman? Mm-hmm. Which is interesting. <laughs> <laughs> no, just because I've also been targeted with those ads. Right. Because I also like beauty and skincare and then- products online. She- and I like yoga. So an expert on I wouldn't say an expert. I would say an expert on like beauty and the Uh, Korean and Asian market. Well, um, so I write for one of well, like my side gig is doing writing for um uh a website that focuses on cruelty-free lifestyle. And at the moment, we've been doing a like content cluster focusing on K-beauty. And Korean beauty is fascinating. We've also gone like a bit into like the history of it and like Korean beauty standards and stuff like that so yeah um but Zaki while I was talking pulled up somebody who her website came up and but this was the visual person that's not the person I saw who tells the story of how she came up with it so Are you gonna so you the person ones? I saw coming up with it was talking about how she had a certain age I can't remember what but she um was in the yoga studio and her body was looking and feeling as youthful as it used to Which she loved but her face didn't look the same as her body and she was like how is it yoga has changed my whole life and my face but my body but my face is sagging and not reflecting how I feel. And I think hearing that story just gave me a different take on it and also like I've seen her practice something like lion's breath. Mm. Where I'm like lion's breath is yoga. So I'm not saying I disagree with you. I'm saying maybe the person who I've seen marketed comes at it from an angle where it's not just anti-aging. That is part of it. Because mm-hmm. she didn't want her face to look different yes. to her body. She was like, if my arms are toned and my boobs are perky, why are my eyes not Yes, doing the same thing? But so that's the person I saw doing it. And I'm gonna try bring her up so Zaki can see her, but we're not gonna name names because I think that's like throwing people under the bus and that goes against our little code of ethics personally. So yeah. And then one of the other things is yoga and alcohol. Now I think we'd be remiss to pretend that we hadn't done brunches or um, even afternoon or evening things. And then said to people, part of it's going to be like a cocktail or a glass of champagne afterwards. So how is that? How does that then make it okay for us to be like, oh, it's a no to be a yoga or to wine yoga?
0: Yeah. And it was funny because I host yoga and coffees. I host yoga and brunches. Mm -hmm. And my intention, and it goes back to what Sheena brought up earlier, what is your intention around these things? My intention is, Part of that is, a again, like in our podcast, we have a community segment. Mine is about building a BIPOP community. And post the class, when we indulge and socialize and eat, it's part of the community yoking after the
1: class. So like gathering, because let's be be honest, when you gather and talk and socialize over food and if you partake in a drink, You form a different kind of connection. Yes. And most people
0: these days do go to yoga and after class they grab breakfast or brunch with their friends or they're having a weekend. Yeah. Or a coffee
1: on the go, you know. So why not do it with the people you just shared space with on the mat? Exactly. So that's my intention with it. And so that's exactly so pre-COVID, I used to host a lot of like basically monthly yoga and a brunch. I had a friend who owned a beautiful cafe and it had a deck was in a lovely area, her staff and food were wonderful. And so I used to do the same thing and you'd get um, a choice of whatever meals were seasonal, glass of champagne or a mimosa. And it was really nice to talk with people. I, I mean, I had a student who'd been coming to me for months on and off when her work schedule allowed. And then she came to one of those and ended up being the last person to leave. And she, for the first time ever, like opened up about like some of the struggles she'd been going through. I would have never known if she just kept coming to the studio and then leaving because end of a long day, got to get home to my family. Exactly. And, but the
0: difference, the difference. And it's funny <laughs> because I had someone ask me a couple of weeks ago, so when do you have the coffee? Is it before the class or after the class? And not a potential guest yeah. just for context just for context and this is a yoga teacher and I, to be honest um because there's a lot of honesty on this podcast i was kind of like offended that a yoga teacher would actually ask that question because for me the reasonable person would consume the coffee after and this particular person suggested is it a workout class so there yeah. were only two things for me that were a bit off when that question was approached especially when they've done a yoga teacher training yes. because then you know yoga is not a workout because we know yoga is not a workout based on who i am as a person and my brand and my niche i would never want to market something where we consuming alcohol or coffee or anything that's going to change our internal self before the practice before the practice yeah so again, it goes back to intention when we do these things and have And Sheena and I hosted a Galentine and we had two options. We had a non-alcoholic champagne and an alcoholic champagne. This was consumed after as
1: a toast because... But can I tell you, I don't like that. There were six people and one person had champagne. Everyone else was like, well, we're driving home, but trying not to drink that much. So, you know, sometimes people don't come for the booze. Exactly, you know. They come for the the experience. Yes.
0: But this also goes back to monetizing your yoga brand and offering. It does come with building a business, using ethical marketing practices, and bringing and merging things together. But from our perspective, it's with an intention that is pure and clear and on brand with us mm-hmm. and our values
1: and yogic philosophy. And if you're like, but what even is beer or wine yoga? Because I think we skipped that. Mm-hmm. It's like when well, you're on the yoga mat with the alcoholic beverage in your hand while you're doing whatever poses. And to me, like, so you're coming up into your Surinavis car and your hands are beer. towards the sky, but you're holding the beer bottle between. Or you're in like, maybe you've seen the photos on Instagram of like a laughing woman in dancer, one leg behind her, hand grasping that foot. And in the extended arm, glass of wine. And it just, it's it's really frustrating because I feel like it's the antithesis of the practice. Again, it's we're
0: not paying homage to the practice, we're not paying respect to the practice. It's similar to using someone's religion and you know mocking it and making display of, of it, but also yeah. making money out of it, and, the ma- and then making money out of it. So that just does not sit well with me. That is like a complete X, a no. No, but one that I think Sheena and I um, share something in common is that we kind of really enjoy the idea of aerial yoga. Uh, we both practiced it. And for me, I think aerial yoga's history is almost traced back to Iyengar yoga mm. because of alignment. And again, that's, there's more intention, there's more supported factual background to that. So that's something I would recommend. So it's
1: for people and students to learn how their body works. Because it's less of a gimmick, it's a prop. And I mean, I find I'm someone who I can do some inversions, but my brain still doesn't like others right now. I've got an injury that means I'm holding off of all inversions, unfortunately, unless it's like legs up the wall or down dog, and it's sad. But, you know, for me, I don't don't know if you felt this, but during my aerial yoga class, like the the part that was the most surprising was like we went into, I don't know what like aerial yoga also has different names. A lot of different schools of yoga will have different names. Like what I call a Malasana Kundalini yoga calls it something very different. (laughs) And the same, like their crow is not what I call crow, but they are what they are. But we, we went into something that felt like it could be a forearm stand. And for the first time I was like, oh, I feel secure because that like hammock or silk is like, right there for you and that can be really really like liberating if there's something you've like wanted to work towards and found you've got some barriers and they're mental again it's the like i advocate for props the way
0: I Mm. it's using props and workshopping things and sheens and i had a discussion about this earlier like the way i taught king pigeon in a class was using the wall and then using the wall as a prop that's how i teach it for me, it again brings inclusivity
1: into the practice mm. and makes it accessible. And like I always teach that pose with like grab a strap, grab blocks, grab a bolster. Just have them next to you even if you've come into this pose a lot before. Because one day your body might be able to do it and the next day it's like no thanks. And then you also learn about how your body experience
0: something totally different. Yes. Maybe you go for a math class and... You're like, oh my god, I've actually realized that's how it's supposed to be. My body can go there and maybe something ticks. And Because of it. that hammock. Because of that. And, you know, a class that I've been wanting to try and I have not is paddle yoga,
1: sub-yoga. Yoga on the board. Yeah, yoga on the board. There on the lake. I wouldn't... I'm too scared of ocean waves to do it there. But they do it on Emory and Dam in Joburg. Um, and, it- and it looks... It's so so cool. And like, okay, I just think some days balancing on on the solid earth beneath you is too much. So imagine now it's water and like your ankle just goes and then you fall. Yeah. And then you've got to laugh at yourself when you're in that water and get back up. Like, There's no other response to have. So I think that also must be like, you must have to be so in the moment and in your body is my assumption, having never done it, like to not lose balance.
0: And I think that's why we both are so keen on that because it goes back to that intention and going inwards. It's almost your self study, your Svadhyaya on the mat, that internal challenge, using the breath to guide you and move through the dukkha, the suffering you'll experience when you go through different things. So that's something that I find interesting. But again, all these fads are also part of capitalism, it's also a part of making the practice exclusive because a lot of of people also have access to go for all of these things because they are quite costly. But we're talking about them because there's so much that this world has explored with using yoga and the word yoga. And something else that I think is interesting, and I don't think I can practice it amongst people, I think I practice it alone
1: in my... (laughs) Maybe one day, maybe one day we'll get the best nude yoga. And okay, here's the thing, someone in the yoga industry who she's not in South Africa at the moment, but she is an incredible South African, she for a long time did nude yoga and cacao ceremonies Mm -hmm. and they looked stunning and they were dimly lit and like, part of me is like, that must be so liberating and empowering and part of me is like, I do not have the confidence to be stark naked. In a room full of people with my butt in the air. And I know your gaze point is between your ankles, knees or navel. But like, who doesn't have a wandering eye normally? Mm-hmm. When it's just, you know. I know, he's got nice leggings now. Huge. Just legs. And like, I think even if you around the
0: same individual. Because I think hers were woman only. It was woman only. Yeah. I think we know as women, um, body confidence and self-image and how we also perceive other bodies as well. As much as I feel like it, it's a confidence um, boost and it's useful, great intention. I just think I would come out there hating myself.
1: So you think your inner critic would just win the war yeah. that day?
0: I um, think my judgment, and, yeah. like
1: those antennas of like, huh, it's just going to be well, on. Maybe for you, it's safer to just do it in, like you said, in your bedroom. So we'll, you know, sit in. And I, like, look,
0: I feel... Like so liberated, doing it in in my body and with clothes on, and then doing it without clothes. It's just like another level of reaching this embodied experience. But I don't
1: know if I want to share that with other people. I am on your page, Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. And then there's also the beer with animals, um, the yoga with (laughs) With animals. animals. So like. Okay, for me, I can't tell you how many times friends have sent me things that, like, look cute and quirky, but after I've gone full ha lol to them, I, like, have to have a rant to somebody, it's normally you, mm-hmm. um, because it's, like, somebody in child's pose with a goat stomping on their back, and, like, goats are wonderful, they're so cute. Or doing a downward dog over a goat. You know, I, I just, I think they're fantastic, and here's another thing where, We were talking about like how people might be confused that we can say, hey, come for yoga and brunch and have champagne afterwards, but then criticize wine yoga. So I actually, the last event I did with that friend I was talking about before, before lockdown was in February of 2020. And we did a charity event for um, an animal shelter that unfortunately has closed now. But what we did is I said to her, we don't want the animals among the people while they're practicing because it'll be distracting. So we all practiced our yoga before and then it was like Prosecco and picnic and I think it was puppies, picnic and Prosecco or something Mm. like catchy like that. And then they all got Prosecco and then they got to go play with the puppies. And everything, like all the money raised, there was an auction to raise more money as well, went to that animal shelter to keep them open for a little bit longer. And for me, that was the only way I could make sense of it so that it wasn't an external distraction, but then I know there are some places, not locally. I've seen it in like other cities and countries where there is puppy yoga, like regularly scheduled. And the only way I think I can kind of soften towards it and not just see it as gimmicky marketing. Is when people do it with animal shelters. So if you are practicing on the mat, like I don't know if somebody sent you that video where the guy just goes to puppy yoga and then like falls in love with a dog and wants yeah. to adopt him. Did I you would, see that? yes, I I
0: that would be so I would be so distracted. Like I don't know if I would be in tune with myself because I would just want to stay with down the puppies and play with the puppies, and I would just be like, like. Like, I don't think I would be present. I don't think I'd be practicing yoga. You know, and I think this goes to the question like, yes, we've had this ancient practice and we've developed as human beings. The practice has developed across categories, industries, countries, cultures. And are we inviting all these new things in? Is it wrong for us to explore them? Or do we go back to only following the rules? right that's such a good question and you can see like sheena and, I- and there's nuance to it yes we've been playing devil's advocate because we're like yes to this no to this yes we can do this but there has to be an intention behind it charity da, 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 da. yeah does it match with the yamas and yam- so,
1: like, I totally get what you're saying about being distracted and wanting to play with the puppies because one of my students has a new kitten and like the kitten just moves and I'm like oh while well, I'm trying to actually focus on her and her experience and um hopefully he well the last the first class he was pretty good he didn't even have zoomies second class he just fell asleep on the couch it was perfect but puppies aren't going to do that when there are other puppies in the room and people are moving yeah but I mean one of my friends said to she went to um Hyde Park shopping center did something with wood rock I don't know what they call themselves, but like, you know, Woodrock, where people adopt animals. So they did a collab with Puppy Yoga and all of the puppies were up for adoption. And I'm like, for the first time, I was like, no, okay, that kind of pulls on my heartstrings. I'm I'm not being so harsh towards it. But I also wouldn't have been able to focus on more than one down dog because I would just be like, puppy licking my face. Yeah, you know? Yes. So that's, it's, I'm not completely decided yet. And I think sometimes it's okay not to know the answer. And it's the same thing like
0: mixing a cacao ceremony and yoga. Yeah, how do we feel? Mixing this and yoga, how do we feel? So one very interesting thing, and if you're a fan of Harry Potter, you're either going to love this, you're going to hate this, and you can bring in your yoga perspective. And this is why I'm presenting this to Sheens, because have you ever heard of Harry Potter yoga.
1: I'm sorry, what? Harry Potter yoga. Are they? She's in a, they're holding wands. No, okay, so there's a photo. It looks like it might be in a brewery. Okay, I'm going to paint a picture for you as best I can. Big steel metal drums filled with who knows what. And then yoga mats. Every person is of a pale complexion. You're not shocked or surprised by that. And... Like the one chick's got like a school tie around her neck and they're all holding ones doing a standing side stretch. And I just... So I'm even conflicted with Harry Potter at this point in time. And this is this practice or themed class was in celebration of Halloween. Oh no, can I read them something? Yes. Potter fans attempted poses like the Slytherin Cobra and Whomping Willow in a space decorated like Hog's Head Inn. And that's
0: another thing. How do we feel about <sighs> integrating names
1: that are themed with
0: our Sanskrit names or English translations? Again, are we respecting? Are
1: we paying homage to the roots? But class ended with everyone listening to passages from Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows. Like, listen, I know the book had a good message, but I just... You know, like, okay, Zaki has a thing where she's like, she doesn't think if it's not related to the yogic tests or the teacher themselves hasn't come up with it during their self-reflection or svadhyaya that they should be saying it in connection to a yoga class. And I'm like, cool, respect that. Won't talk about Rumi poems in front of you again because for you it doesn't fit in. And, like, I'm a little more, like, Lucy goosey with that I'm like if I think it can relate back to yogic philosophy in a way that maybe somebody will understand where they didn't fully understand the sutra before I will use it because there are times in my life where people have had to explain things to me a third different way for me to understand it but I just don't think passages from Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows fits in with okay it's a it's again like Mm
0: -hmm. what about having a themed hip-hop class and we all showing up. It's a normal yoga class on a Mac. we are listening to hip hop.
1: Like, how do we feel about that? Or- well, it depends on the context for me, because I know there's a yoga teacher whose surname I can't remember, but his name's Reggie, and he does a lot of, he uses yoga. You'd actually love him. I have to send his account to you. I'm going to put him in the show notes. So he does activism for the African-American community in America, and a lot of his yoga is with hip-hop in the background. And I think if you're doing it because it helps you connect to that part of you. Again, it's the intention. So it's context and intention. I wouldn't play hip-hop in my classes because the type of hip-hop I listen to doesn't put me in the frame of mind and put me in the embodied space that I want to be in when I practice yoga. So I don't want to pass that on to my students. For Reggie it might be completely different. And again, like I don't teach with music at all see
0: so again it's like opinions perceptions about it but it's funny i've actually practiced um yoga in my personal space with myself practice listening to hip hop because i wanted to see what that experience was like oh. and was it and i haven't and i found very feeling very energized okay and i felt um kind of empowered in my body and i felt like a strong Low. that's very
1: open see works well that's probably what Reggie and his students feel it's like all of those and those are all positive words yes. you know so I think somebody who maybe doesn't know a lot about hip-hop or listen to it might just assume it's full of profanities and it'll make you like angry or enraged or something and like uh, I think that's bullshit but you know somebody might assume that
0: yes But it's just like, yes, I might say yes to this or no to that. But I feel like it's very clear where the boundaries do not cross. And it's very black and white for us. And where we do allow for this is cool
1: because there's an intention like the way we explained aerial yoga. For before, before. And, and like when it comes to because you mentioned cacao ceremony earlier and i've never been to one but i knew they have looked at people online who do talk about where it initially comes from and it comes from south america and when you pay homage to those cultures it comes from and yes the south american culture is very far geographically from you know the indus valley region where yoga has its roots but I find it very interesting that even though people in India might not have been doing cacao ceremonies, there might be some threads and links in the same way that I like know. like okay, it's like I'm surprised. You... <laughs> it's like it's like
0: Ayurveda and yoga because when you also well, sister discipline, yes, yes, exactly. There's certain things you can pull. So, um, at the end of my 300 hour, we all had, and my 300 hour was actually online and it was through yoga school in the US. And they had sent everyone um, cacao slabs from the root supplier, and for me that was amazing. And I mean, this was the first time, and it got sent, and you know, you'd make your own cacao at home. Funny story: the cacao is still coming to South Africa. Been two years. They've <laughs> like, actually after two years, um, they 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 contacted me to say we found your package, and it still has not come to SA. So where is it it's somewhere in the us it just can't come to us. it's so weird but um i was so excited to get this because you know it's not like someone buying it and selling it it's coming from the source of yes. the story and that you know, i love that's that. so special i love that, that. so again then so that's a great of example content. of doing it like the right way and like explaining why yes. you need to mix this and this spice and that and how it makes you feel internally and then like it's just like for me like i like eating certain things before class or after class because it for me it kind of aligns with how yoga makes me feel internally
1: i've become very fussy with like what i will and won't eat and the amount of time before teaching my afternoon online classes because those classes majority of the time unless I'm feeling really really tired I will be demonstrating and looking at the screen to check up on people and maybe a little hop off the mat to quickly look and then back down and like if you've eaten not just a big lunch but the type of lunch that and I'm not going to mention foods because what your body digests quickly will not be the same as mine because our bodies are all different um you know like I don't like that feeling when you're on your belly doing a backbend and now there's food there or like when you're in a twist and it's like, ooh, no. So no. I'm also like, the longer I, I think the first year I taught was like finding that, like what can I eat and then go to an afternoon class and even then I was teaching in person so it was a just. Mm-hmm. But yeah, there's one I, we haven't mentioned that I kind of want to get your take yes, on, yeah. cannabis yoga. Ooh, so
0: coming from someone... <laughs> that has never been high before has never consumed cannabis (laughs) and I have friends that um love to indulge in this so it's not like I'm foreign to that community or people that practice in it or that there's any judgment or you know that I wouldn't be interested in exploring it it's just something I haven't done because I have a fear of not being in control. So I like to do things that makes me feel like I'm in control. The minutes after Aries controls. Jesus, it's a fair. very Aries rising of you. Yeah, and very Taurus because I'm stubborn, you know. And it's so uh it's so funny. So that's one of the things. But I know from friends. And how it makes him feel and I also know like a lot of people are like oh my god have you ever have you ever gotten high and been sexual you know yeah so I feel like that's the only take I can get
1: on it um it's also yeah I don't know I mean I wasn't sure about it and then I will try to find the actual post itself but I don't want to mention the content creator's name until I know for sure that it's the right content creator. And um, I should have researched this while we were planning the episode, but I will try to put it in the show notes. But I saw somebody say that, and it's someone I respect a lot, who knows a lot about the history of yoga, saying that a lot of the, I don't know if they were gurus or sages, but a lot of the practitioners of old used ganja. (laughs) And she said there might be a link between the word ganja and the Ganges. Yeah. So she was like, if these old yogis used it, people who were given the name Yogi, they didn't just self-attribute themselves as yogis. Who are we to now judge people because they're smoking weed before or after their practice? And I was like, Well, well, yeah. You know what? <laughs> If it was good enough for them, maybe there's a point. But it's so funny because people are like, oh, my God, you're a yoga teacher. They kind of categorize you. It's like, cool. Yeah, people right. thought I was like an anti-vaxxer for the longest time. They'd be like, oh, but you can't support vaccines because you're a yoga teacher. And I'm like, I'm a liberal yoga teacher. So people can yes. make up their own minds. So like a lot of people are like, oh, my God, you've never done like
0: cannabis or like like. But you yoga teacher, it will go so well. And I'll, I was like that, that that is so, scary. that is so weird. So we have this association that we kind of like the 70s, like kind of like, uh, like hippie montage hippie that you might have seen in the movie. And there's a great example in a movie called Once Upon a Time in Hollywood mm. of, <laughs> of a scene. And it's like, oh my God, whenever pe- people say that, I kind of think of that scene because it's all this like free spirited, feels almost like and someone actually asked me like oh so you're a yoga teacher like like you know that it's like a cult like you 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 enjoyed a cult and I was like
1: no oh, that okay. is an episode for another day though I would love to talk about the yoga cults one day if you guys want that tell us tell us tell us if you finish listening to this episode and you go tell us about the yoga cults we will research that so hard because as you know now one of my other jobs is researching yes but i think that's all the ones we we gathered and found out about so is there anything else you want to no i just want to hear everyone's opinion
0: what do you say yes to what do you say no to where do you stand on this what works for you what doesn't and yeah i mean we're coming to a close thank you for listening it's been absolutely incredible And we're going to say bye now. Thank you for listening to the episode. Bye, Zaki. Bye,
1: Sheen. Bye, you guys.